Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Photo Finale, Media Clip, Advertech Inc., Got Photo, IQ, Photobook AI, the IPI Member Network, and MailPix. Hello, and welcome again to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Today, we're joined by Erhard Barth, the CEO and co-founder of Exire, a company out of Germany that is making waves in the world of artificial intelligence. Hello, Erhard. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. So for those people who aren't familiar with your company, can you tell a little bit about the story of the background? Because it's actually been around... Over 10 years, is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, 15 years now. And as the name says, the pattern recognition company. So we're doing uh, AI and uh, we both founders have a background, you know, in the, uh, you know, this area of neural networks and AI, which is uh, becoming popular now. But we have been doing this like for ages. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a, it's a spinoff of a company called pattern recognition company. That's correct. And it's a, can you talk a little bit about the, like the technology technology? What do you mean by neural network? I mean, these are these um, algorithms that are inspired to a certain degree by how the brain works. Right. So many know about deep learning now. So these large deep networks that uh, you can, train if you have um, large amounts of data basically that's what we did we collected huge amount of data you know with different content and then uh, you can use these deep networks to train Mm -hmm. them to recognize what is in the image right so that's the idea so i mean if you're going back to you know the mid 2000s you know you're talking you know probably possibly millions maybe even billions of images accrued over that time. So that's a, that's a huge uh, knowledge base to build from. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the increasing number of images is uh, good and bad, right? So it's good for us if we can use them to train uh, the AI. Mm-hmm. But it's also bad because you, you know, it's, um, you get flooded by all these images. And um, this is actually why I started to... Right work on this because I've been a photographer, amateur photographer for a long time. So when I, as a, as a student, I earned my money with photography. Right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when I switched to digital photography and accumulated more and more images, I realized that they kind of, you know, become worthless if you can't find the images that you are looking for. Right. So right, this, right, this, right. Yeah. And so then I, then we decided to use the knowledge that we had because before we did Exire, we had, you know, mainly projects in machine vision and medical applications, you know, doing sure. diagno- diagnosis and stuff like that. And then we decided to do something for photography. It was a f- kind of my personal project because I'm, you know, I'm, I needed it by myself, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, well, that was one of the things I see on your website here where they talk about the history of the company that, you know, you had an image collection of more than a hundred thousand images. Then you realized, Oh my gosh, you know, I can't oh, yeah, okay. find these things. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I forgot that we had that on the page. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. tell me a little bit about why your technology is better suited for image management than some of the other solutions that are out there. Because, because you, your first products were actually plugins to other products. Is that correct? Yeah, we started by doing a plugin for Lightroom. Mm-hmm. We thought that would be an easy you know, start, but it turned out to be quite complex in the end. Uh, and um, because we thought, you know, many people are using Lightroom and uh, it would be useful not to have this plugin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so what did the plugin actually do in terms of what was it tagging or what was the, was it, was it doing image recognition within the catalog? Yeah, it was within the catalog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could also use it to tag and the images and use them somewhere else but mainly you could use it within Lightroom in the catalog and it's not only tagging it's also I think the the really useful thing is if you combine the different features right if you if you tag and search by keywords but then you can also search for similarities and then we further develop that too mm-hmm. okay so you can combine all different criteria for example if eyes are open if people are smiling you can combine that with other Okay. So, so theoretically you could search off for all of your pictures of smiling people outdoors wearing a certain, like a wedding dress, right? If you're a pro photographer, you could find. Right. Right. And that actually, I think that generates the value that you can combine these different searches and then, yeah. You get, yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, it seems yeah. to me that, you know, you know, tagging and sort of that sort of, simple cataloging has been, you know, around for quite some time, like where it's, you know, this is a or outdoor shot, porter shot. It doesn't really get very deep. And like you said, it's almost like uh, creating a script almost, right? I want to find this type of picture. Um, yeah. But there is one more difference if you're thinking of, uh, you know, Adobe and uh, Google and Apple. So they are all doing this in the cloud, which is, um, much easier if you can, you know, use your servers in the cloud to analyze. The mm-hmm. But uh, so we managed to build, um, let's say, much more efficient networks that you can then um, install on the people's computers, and then you can perform all the analysis on the computer. Right. So you don't need uh, you don't need to upload things uh, to the cloud, right, in order to get your images analyzed. Well, so that's and- uh, that's. As a number of advantages, I think you know it's like privacy, but also takes a long time, right? If you yeah, if you have well, files, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was going to bring up the privacy aspect because I think that's actually something that's pretty important these days, especially for uh, like professional photographers, people doing work uh, that you know they want to maintain the you know the the use of um, you know sending images across the cloud to be analyzed. I think. Uh, is not really something that people, uh, a lot of people are going to be open to. Uh, right. even, I right. mean, even on the amateur side, right? I mean, we're getting people concerned about uh, AI recognition happening on the cloud. There's been, there's been discussion, you know, some of the online uh, recognition providers like, you know, Amazon or, you know, they're kind of backing off on some of their offerings because of some of the concerns on privacy. Right. So I think that's a great, 
uh, differentiator with your product. So are, are you still offering the, the plugin tool before we start talking about your newer products? Are you still offering the, the plugin to the, the light? Yeah, sure. Product? Sure. Yeah, it's still around. We also, I mean, um, in the plugin and in the new um, standalone, we are using the same engine, right? So we're going to further develop this and we'll, so both uh, will benefit, right? The plugin and the, the standalone. Exire photo. <clears throat> yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about Exire photo. It is it is a standalone product. Mm -hmm. um, it's now available in the U.S. It has been around uh, overseas for a while, right? Yeah, but only a few weeks earlier yeah, we yeah, started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now you have a, it's a standalone product. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Some of the requirements required for that. Kind of the ideal person. The ideal. Uh, uh, environment it's suited for, for example? I mean, I don't think that there are any major constraints, right? So, um, mm -hmm. of course, uh, our customers so far, are, let's say, uh, professionals and maybe the, uh, how do you call them, the um, amateurs who are more... Enthusiasts. Uh, enthusiasts, yeah, yeah. Right, the enthusiasts. And they will typically have, uh, you know, a larger collection and maybe they have their own rates for backups and stuff because mm -hmm. you, you know regarding the privacy issue that we had before I think it's much better to have uh, your own cloud right and it's easy to create your own cloud with a rate system and um, mm -hmm. um, of course sure. you need some kind of backup but uh, why why not have your own right right so, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, Xile Photo is something where we so we did it for a number of reasons. One is because uh, many people asked us, you know, people who are not using Lightroom. But then also the other reason is that we you, we could design it more flexible, right? So to, so it's much more in, intuitive and uh, sure. Uh, you're, you're not relying on light, on the Lightroom interface and the light right, room. right, right. And we could really design it for finding images, right? Mm -hmm. And tagging images, of course, yeah. So once you've got your uh, images, you know, organized and you've got some of these collections built, um, you know, what are some of the things you can do with them, right? Um, I mean, you can obviously, can you, you know, uh, share them, um, some other things. What can you do? I mean, um, uh, finding images is something you need all the time, right? So I realized that in the beginning, when I was working on digital images, right, you spend a lot of time, you know, developing and editing. Uh, but then you, after some time, if you get a routine in developing, and if you, you know, maybe sometimes avoid developing, thinking more about taking the picture, then you spend most of the time searching for images. So, for example, you want to do a book, then you spend a lot of time searching the, for the right images you want to share right. some images or you want to um, you know so there uh, so culling and searching images you know is it takes a lot of time and that's mm -hmm. where we we want to mm -hmm. create a value right so you can quickly uh, cull your images and find sure. the ones you're looking for right so that's the the idea mm -hmm. So, but, but I mean, like one of the things I know that you can do is you can obviously post collections to, you know, if you want to share them, you can do Dropbox or Google or things like that. But you can also yes. export the keywords and, and some of the other data, right? How, how would somebody yeah. use that? I mean, um, 
um, you you can um, analyze. You can use our Xai photo to analyze the images, and then mm. uh, you get all the keywords, all the tags. And then you can <clears throat> export them and write them into the image files or, or the sidecar files, and then you can use them in Lightroom or Capture One or whatever. Right. So mm. we we had many customers who asked us about Capture One and. And now they can uh, now they can import the images to Exile Photo, mm -hmm. call them, call them, uh, keyword them, analyze them, and then uh, take them over to Capture One. And mm -hmm. um, so you know. so so they could, for example, like you said, in that in that workflow experience, they could uh, you know capture uh, images of of an event. Use XR Photo to gather the best ones, and then use that information in their or their in their in their more advanced editing application, like Capture One or whatnot. And it will actually write the 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 data into the image file, so you're not losing that. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, you could. I mean, we have uh, sketched different workflows, right? Of course, we would prefer the workflow that. No, exile photo is your main program. You can quickly find the images, analyze them, and then if you do need to do some editing, you can pick the you know uh, raw editing software that is best suited for that particular image, right? So mm -hmm. because uh, if you shoot Fuji's, then maybe you want to use one right. um, editor. If you shoot another format, you might want to use another one, right? So but then you keep exile photo as your main program and then use different programs to edit or mm -hmm. but you could also you know stick to europe so if you are used to lightroom and capture one you can stick to those but have this intermediate step of keywording all the images and culling them and then go into mm -hmm. your application right so i think that's one of the things you've hit on a, a real need for that people have, because as everyone know, everyone is even a, a you know a wash with all these images, uh, primarily in, in the smartphone space. How is this useful to someone who's let's say because more and more even advanced images and pros are integrating uh, smartphones into their workflow? Uh, how 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 do how does Exire Photo just treat that as another as a separate cam just just another input source, just another camera, or anything special there? Yeah, just another camera, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, um, the thing is that, for example, on your phone, you're not really able to determine whether it's really sharp and stuff like that. And so that's something we are going to invest a lot of development in the future that we, we give some tools that you can, for example, you can find out whether the eyes are sharp and stuff like that without zooming in and Mm -hmm. and you know, so that's um i think where you can profit also if you shoot on um on phones that you then get a rating of you know sharpness and maybe overall quality and so on so you can uh, mm -hmm. pick the pick the best images and uh, move on with those only right so it could even for example uh a lot of smartphone photographers use, you know, burst mode, for example, or something like that, where they're taking right, right, pictures. Right. So you could select the best one out of that group. Yeah. So we actually, what we we're going to release that pretty soon. So we'll ha we'll have a a culling module where we automatically determine which 
is the same, uh, how do you say, the same motif or yeah. know, the, the same shot. Yeah. And then you might have like five, 10, 20 images of the same uh, mm -hmm. shot. And then we will order them in, mm -hmm. in you know, uh, regarding to sharpness or whether the eyes are open or closed. Mm -hmm. whether, mm -hmm. so, so you can pick, you know, if you want to pick the one where people smile, you can just tick that and then right. you will select those where people smile and, and things like that. So that will make it very easy to, okay. if you have all these burst shots, <laughs> to pick the best one. Because that's where you spend a lot of time, right? You're looking at right. 10 images and you want to find out which one is the best of these 10. It takes it takes a while. Right? Yeah, especially when you're, I mean, you know, if you're, you're you got to, you're trying to compare two images and they may be essentially similar, right? To have a little extra yeah, yeah. Uh, AI help in the background, right? To, to, right? to help with that, to uh, maybe find that, you know, little, a little sharper, the little one with a little better contrast when you have two uh, images, which may or may not be. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and also higher level features, like whether the eyes are closed. Or the, mm -hmm. So these are. Mm -hmm. So, Right now, it doesn't appear like there's much really in terms of editing features, right? Uh, is that really just something you're kind of saying, hey, listen, we're an organizing tool. We're not a full-blown editing feature uh, uh, program. Yeah. yeah, so that was our um, conclusion was that it doesn't make sense to compete with the um, editing tools which are around, right? Because everybody has his kind of favorite editor um, mm -hmm. and... In some cases, for example, um, so I'm using Fuji cameras and there, there's also, you can edit them with Fuji tools, which is pretty useful. So you can pick the editing tools that, mm -hmm. sure. and then uh, uh, we have, we provide an interface so that you can open the image and uh, edit it and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we will, uh, of course, give some basic editing tools with uh, in the future, like just you know, uh, we have to think about that. What would be like a minimum set of editing features? Well, I'm sure, like you know, yeah. the, a typical crop and cropping and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, this sounds like a very, very uh, exciting uh, product. Definitely something I think a lot of people want to uh, experiment with. You have uh, how can somebody get a evaluation copy or purchase it? Well, that's. Um, Pretty easy. Just go to our site, exile.com, and um, you can download a, a test uh, version, which you can use for 30 days. And mm -hmm. then if you like it, then it's, uh, you know, just PayPal and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're all about the ease of use. Is that right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's been the response since you've uh, launched uh, the, uh, the desktop version? It's been out a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah, I mean, in uh, in Europe, it's it's good. It's very good, actually. So we uh, get a lot of interest. And um, in US, it's kind of slow, but we just started. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we are really excited to see what's um, going to come. Right. Well, great. Well, listen. Thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, reaching out from across the pond over in Germany and uh, yeah. wish you well and look forward to keeping up in the future with more updates. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me again. And, All right. Uh, Thank you. Take care. Yep. 
Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.